Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Good morning, church. My name is Sam Kehart. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. And we are going to just focus on God's Word in this time and situation that we have around us. We don't want to be overwhelmed with what's going on, but we want to be overwhelmed with our Father, with our, with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, my name is Sam Kehart. I am one of the young adult leaders here at Refuge Church, and I have the opportunity to share with you the Word of God, the opportunity to allow Him to come into our hearts and into our homes. And I just am so thankful that you would be here and join us as we allow God to enter our homes, enter our hearts, our cars, our kitchens, wherever we may be. I just want to, to you to know that we are going to give God glory no matter what the situation looks like. Because it's not about the situation, it's about our Savior. And our Savior is already the one who has given us a life, a life eternal. It's not about temporary situations or temporary standpoints, but it's about eternal life. And I know it can look difficult, it can be hard. Finances are running out, uh, jobs are stopping. Uh, we, we don't have the ability to take our kids to childcare. We don't have the ability to connect with people like we used to. We don't have fellowship like we used to. And it can become very difficult. And I kind of want to talk about that today as, as we dive into God's Word and we look at what it looks like to run with endurance. Now, when I think of running, I think of a very difficult thing for even myself to do, to run uh, and, and, and to run quickly and, and to endure. I know long, long stints of running like a marathon, 26.2 miles. I don't even want to think about that because that's difficult. It hurts. It's painful. Uh, but running with endurance is getting beyond the pain. It's going beyond the way that we feel, beyond the way that our mind tells us that we need to quit, beyond those points of where we just can't do it anymore. And the good thing about Jesus is, the good thing about God is, is that when our ability runs out, He begins. And I want you to let Him begin. This situation is going to go on for a while. And it's an opportunity for us to either to go farther in to God and deeper into his word and, and, and following him with greater passion and pursuit than we ever have before or to run to the world and to run in fear. But God is not a God of fear. He's a God of love. And he loves you. And he loves you where you're at. And it's not about physical things. It's not about what we can hold on to, but it's about what we can give God in these moments. So let's, let's just dive in. We're going to pray quick and then we're going to get into running with endurance. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time, this opportunity that we have before you. We thank you, Lord, that your son came and died for us, that you have given us eternal life, that it's not about a physical or temporary situation, but it's the fact that we have eternal life. And we thank you for that eternal life in this moment and in this time. And Lord, we just ask that you come and join us now in every place that we have across this country, Lord, in our, in our houses, in our living rooms, in our kitchens, in our cars, in our bathrooms, wherever we may be watching this podcast. We just ask, Lord, that you would fill us with your spirit, that you would flow into our rooms, that you would flow into our very being and allow your power to overtake, allow your power to become everything that we are. Move in our hearts and let your words set root so that we may grow fervently and with passion to pursue you with greater extent. In Jesus' name, and they all said, amen. Hallelujah. Can we give God a praise? Because he is so good. I just love him so much. He, he excites my heart. He excites my soul. He's everything that I can ever think of. And he overwhelms me in so many ways. I want to talk to you about running with endurance tonight. 
running with endurance. We talked a little bit about running and what it means to run and that that can be very painful. And I don't like to run. But running with endurance, I want to speak into that as running with endurance with our life of Jesus Christ. And let's, let's go over to James chapter 1. And I'm just going to read an excerpt out of uh, verses 2 through, I believe, 4. It says, Consider it all, all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Man, that hits me hard because in the beginning it says consider it joy. And joy is not just a feeling, it's not something that, that will overcome us, but it's an attitude that we choose to take. He says consider it joy, my brethren, when you encounter trials. See, trials will produce endurance. They will produce perseverance. They will give us the ability to endure. See, we don't ever have to go through endurance if we never experience anything. Until we experience something, that gives us the opportunity to endure and to overcome and to, and to go forward. But if everything's just going good, there's no reason for us to endure. If everything's going good, if I'm running along and I never run out of breath and I never uh, run into any pain, then there's nothing for me to overcome. And, and running is just at that point easy and who wouldn't run right who wouldn't run and then we would just have everybody running and there would be too easy but James says consider it all joy consider it joy he says get this attitude in your heart that no matter what it looks like you're gonna make it through no matter how hard it is to breathe no matter how much it hurts inside Maybe you just got to slow down a little bit, but keep those feet moving. Maybe you just got to take a refocused look and keep moving towards God. Keep moving towards the goal and don't let your situation define your focus. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm excited about it because God has put in my heart this idea of focusing on him and the ability to pursue him no matter what. And we see it with the disciples and the apostles that no matter what the cost, they continued to pursue him. And it wasn't always pretty, but you know what? They live eternally with our Father now. And that's the promise. Those are the promises God gives us. Those are the promises he, he puts in our hearts that we can continue to pursue Him. These trials that we go through on maybe a daily basis, and what we're seeing now can be an hourly basis. Things are changing all the time. All of a sudden, well, maybe one of our family members gets sick, and things can go from bad to worse. Uh, the church here experienced a waterline break. And in the midst of losing income, the water line is broken uh, to the school, and now they had a flooded school, and now they're fixing, and they're trying to find a water line and do some bypass surgery on some water lines, and it just looks like bad turns into worse. But we can't allow that situation to determine where we're going. We can't focus on what's happening now and allow that to overwhelm us because then we'll live in this idea of fear. But we have to let the trial produce a faith inside of us that says, my ability is gone. But my God is bigger than my situation. And when my God is bigger than my situation, it doesn't matter what's going on around me. What matters is, is the fact that he already is victorious. And we begin to take up our second wind. And we begin to run because the trial is trying to take us down. But when the trial tries to take us down, we take that and turn it into power. And turn it into a praise. And turn it into something that God is lifted up for. Now we're taking that which the devil has meant for evil. And what the enemy has put against 
us for evil and we have turning it into a praise. And it says that endurance will have its perfect work. Which means that if I endure to the end, I get to inherit the promises that God has for me. Stay strong. Keep enduring. One other uh, passage I want to look at today is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verses 24 through 27. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. He says, Do you not know that those who run in a, in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, Paul says, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Paul says this is like a race and we have to train. See, we just talked about trials and trials are really our training ground. See, a runner will never become good at running until he goes out and begins to run, until he goes out and begins to push his body beyond its limits, until he goes out and allows that training to produce something that'll make him go farther the next time. See, God has put trials in our life so that you can endure the next trial. If you get through this trial, you'll be able to have the power and the ability to go through the next trial. And when you do that, you're training your body. See, we have to, we have to kill the flesh because the flesh does, wants to do what? It wants to be afraid. It wants to say that I'm overwhelmed. It wants to say that I want to be with everybody else in this world and running in fear. But my spirit says that I know something bigger. No, I know something stronger, something that is outside of the coronavirus, something that is outside of money, something that is outside of worrying about my job or my kids. But this is an opportunity for my spirit to be encouraged and for me to kill my flesh. I love using this, this idea of diet and exercise with athletes. A diet that maybe a bodybuilder uses uh, to get defined muscles in his body. And so he has to eat particular things. He can't just go out into all the fast food joints and eat all this garbage because if he eats all this garbage, he's going to be He's going to be covered up with fat and you're not going to be able to see the definition of his muscles. And because you won't be able to see the definition of his muscles, his, his training will be, will be for nothing. But he has to take his flesh and say, you can't have any of this junk food. All you're going to have is the good food. All you're going to have is the nutritious food. And he begins to tell his body, this is what you can eat and this is what you can't eat. He's training his body. He's, he's killing his flesh so that his spirit can become stronger. And what I mean by that is that if we kill our flesh, if my flesh says I want to be afraid, my flesh says that I want to run in fear, my flesh says that I want to uh, be encouraged by all that the world is throwing out at me right now so that I can complain, so that I can have reason to stand behind what the world is doing. But, but we kill that flesh, and so the spirit can become strengthened and alive through Christ Jesus. That that spirit becomes strong so that flesh remains low so that it doesn't have control over us and we train our bodies so that that spirit has strength Galatians 5 verses 16 through the end of the chapter talks about that if you get a chance I encourage you to check it out the killing of the flesh the allowing our spirits to be stronger than what our flesh is stronger than than what our situation will determine us to be and it is in this training aspect 
that we begin to endure because we're, we're killing the flesh, we're pushing it down, we are surrendering ourselves to our spirit, not our flesh. We're not allowing our bodies to control what our feelings are or what, what we think we, we know. But we are allowing the spirit, we are allowing God to come in and control all that we know. We are allowing him to be a part of who we are. We have to train. We have got to train. Paul is specific in this, that he, he says he does not go without aim, that he's focused. He's got a focus in, in, a, in a position and a place. And on this, this thought process of focus, I want to quickly go over to Philippians chapter 3. And I want to read to you verses 12 through 14. Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 14 says, it's Paul speaking again, it says, not that I have already obtained it or already have or already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Jesus Christ. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is talking about focus here. He's saying, I haven't laid hold of it yet, but I'm going to press on. I'm going to go forward until I can lay hold of that which laid hold of me. He's talking about Jesus Christ. He's talking about that moment where he encountered God for the first time. And he's saying, I'm going to press on towards the goal and try and lay hold of the thing that laid hold of me, the power of God, that experience of God that laid hold of me. I want to touch that. And I'm going to, I'm going to pursue that with everything that I have. And then he says, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me. See, Paul knows that he can't go forward if he's looking back. You can't see the way forward if you're looking back. See, the thing about God is, is God is, is, is a never-changing God, but he's always moving. He never stops moving. He's the same, but always moving. And it's because of that, that if we begin to look back at our past situations, and we begin to look back at our past, and we allow that to begin to identify our future, we were going to fall behind. We are not going to be able to keep up with what God has for us. And we are going to find ourselves in a place that is disconnected, broken apart, and in fear, because we have lost vision of our God. We have lost focus of our God. I encourage you this morning that even through these times of hardship, these times of uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen the next day, not knowing if you're going to have a job in two weeks or one week or maybe another day, not knowing exactly where your kids might stay the next few days, not knowing what's going to happen two to three months from now, if the finances are going to hold up, if you're going to have enough to make it through, if the economy is going to come back. We don't need to worry about that. What we need to worry about is our God. We need to keep our focus on our God because you know what? No matter what, no matter what happens, God is there. And God is with you. So you didn't choose this situation. You didn't choose uh, to be here at this time and at this point in this, in, in, in this world. But Jesus chose to be with you in it. He was there with you. He is there with you now. And he has never left you. He is with us through the storm. Pastor Mac talked about the, that trouble in the storm. He is there with us in the trouble because he gives us peace. He gives us a calm. 
He gives us ability to push through the time of pain, through the time of hurt, because all things are possible through Christ Jesus. You see, if we're focusing on what we can do, well, if I focus on what I can do and my ability to, to, to provide for my family, my ability to work in this time, my ability to, to bring forth the things that are lacking, I'm going to fail because I can't do it. That's my human strength. I can't focus on my human strength. I have to allow the strength of God to come through. I have to allow my focus to be on Him and allow His power to be a part of my life to allow that focus to determine my situation, to allow Jesus Christ to determine my situation. Not coronavirus, not my lack of a job, not my lack of finances. That does not determine my situation. What determines my situation is the fact that I will live eternally with Christ Jesus because he has given me that ability through belief in him. He is here with us and for us, and he will never leave nor forsake us. You might not feel like he's there right now. You might not feel like he's in that place where you're at. I just want to give you a, a partial testimony of where I was at as, as a younger person. And I'm trying to figure out how to run with endurance. Running with endurance is hard. And I remember having this foundation of God in my life and going to college. And in the midst of going to college, I would run with God for a few days, and then I would run with my friends for a few days. And I would go out and I would party, and I would do things that I didn't need to do, and I would find myself in regret, praying in, in the middle of the night, saying, Lord, I'll never do this again. I want to follow you. I want to focus on you. This is not who I am. This is not why you've called me here. And I would turn around the next day and maybe follow God for a few hours, and then I would run back and follow my friends for another night. And it was just this up and down uh, race. It was like I would sprint and I would get tired and I could not endure. I wanted to put forth an effort to follow God, but I would always be drugged back because I wasn't being able to focus completely on Him. And as my life grew, I began to, to grow in strength with Him. My endurance began to become stronger. Why? Because I was pouring more time into the Word. I was pouring more time into prayer. I was allowing my focus to be determined more by God and not by the world, not by the people around me. I was allowing God to be my world. He was, he was who my focus was. He was the one that I was focusing on. The, the, the person of my life is God. Because when He's the person of my life, no matter what goes on around me, I won't be shaken. I will not be shaken. I just want to touch a little bit on Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Pastor Matt closed with this um, last week, and it, it really hit me. And I wanted to just kind of touch on it with this running with endurance, this idea of coming before the Lord and not allowing the world to push us off our path but going through the hard times, going through the pain. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3 says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. 
See, he starts out telling us to set aside the sin that so easily entangles us, our encumbrances, to lay them aside. It's crazy how you'll struggle with sin when you continue to focus on it. When you continue to focus on sin, you continue to struggle because you're allowing that sin to overwhelm and overpower you in that moment. But when we focus on God, when we turn our focus to God, fixing our eyes, verse 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. We have to focus on him. And I also want to point out here that it says, for the joy that was set before him. If you remember, we were just in James chapter 1, said, consider it all joy, brethren, when we endure trials. Jesus said, he said, fixing his eyes on this joy, the set before him, the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. That was not easy. That was not something that felt good. And you know what his joy was? He took up this attitude of joy. You know what this joy was? It was you. It was me. Because he knew no matter how bad the pain or how bad the hurt, that you were the prize, that you were the goal. That connecting you back with our Father, connecting you back to Him, back to Jesus, bringing you back into the kingdom of God was the joy of His heart. It was the attitude He took up. And it didn't matter how much pain it was going to take, how much hurt was involved, and how much despised and shameful He felt. He was going to do it for you. He was going to do it for me. It didn't matter to Him. It was joy in his heart. You are joy in the Father's heart. Maybe you don't feel like joy this morning. Maybe you've had a hard time with this attitude of joy. I want to encourage you that Jesus set before himself your face. And he's calling you this morning to begin to focus on his face. And it may hurt, it may be painful, but to run with endurance, with passion, with pursuit after God, and not allowing these things of this world to bog us down, even though they may hurt and they may be painful. He is there for us, and He is with us. Focus on Him this morning. And maybe you've never done this before, and you're not sure what this looks like. I want to encourage you that it takes nothing more than a prayer. Around here at Refuge, we call it the Believer's Prayer. And it's really just a confession that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that we are sinners and that we need him to come and fill our lives. So if you've never done this before, I just want to take a moment and I want to pray with you right now. I want to give you the opportunity to allow God to come into your living room, into your kitchen, into anywhere that you're at, into the pain of your life, and allow him to mend your heart. Allow hope to come at a time where there is no hope. Allow love to come when you may not feel loved. If you take the opportunity, I just want you to pray with me. Pray right now, and we'll ask God to come into our hearts and to move in us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for who you are. And I acknowledge you as my Savior, as the, the Son of God who died on the cross, that I may be saved. I confess that I am a sinner, and I repent right now. I ask, Lord, that you would come in and change my heart that you would flow into me, that you would allow your words, your truth, to begin to form a new heart with inside me. Lord, move in such a way that I would be a new creation. 
Move in my heart in such a way, Lord, that I would be filled with your glory. I accept you as my Savior. And I want to run from this fear. I want to run from this hopelessness. And I want to receive you. And I want to focus on you. Help me this morning to focus on you with all that I am. I pray, Lord, that you would be every part of me in all that I do. In Jesus' name I pray. And they all said, amen. I want to thank you uh, for, for joining us this morning. And I want to encourage you to run when it's not easy. To just continue to push forward because he is the provider of strength. And even when your strength is running out, his is just beginning. And we have to give him the opportunity to be strong in our lives. Thank you. Have a blessed day. And we'll see you soon. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.